Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. I have been thinking about changing the name of the channel, at least the YouTube channel. Maybe this podcast will stay the same, but so many people on YouTube call me by my first name anyway which is Brent. So I may change it to American English with Brent. Learn American English with this guy. It's pretty long. I may put a poll on YouTube on the community tab of my channel. But today's episode of the podcast is one of those live English classes that I like to do where viewers just ask questions so I don't prepare a lesson it is the students who drive the lesson who generate the questions they provide the material and this class went on for almost two hours I had to trim the episode into two parts And I hope I did a fairly good job. You might be able to detect where the break is because the podcast software that I use, it doesn't allow me to add a clip, an audio clip that is more than an hour. So I split it. I split it in two. But I hope it's enjoyable. It's long. I hope you learn a lot of new English that you didn't know before. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tory though. Um, they're not quite the same, and I wish I could explain it better. Um, they, by default, it's almost like it's um, by default. Sometimes is uh, it's done. You have to do it, but it's not with the urgency that mandatory is. Mandatory, you have to do it. Um, by default, almost is like. It was your second option or, um, yeah, that's a, that's a difficult one. A lot of times somebody might help me out in the chat with that by default. So I, I might need your help by default. By default. Um, it's almost like I'm, I'm kind of skipping the second part of that question by default because I can't think of anything great. That's not a good explanation. Um, so Virslav is 
talking about how do you use render, render, render in everyday speech. If you hear that, that's the garage door opening. My daughter's leaving. Um, render. Sometimes something can be so shocking, it can render you speechless. So render often means to leave you. And by default, you might not be able to say anything. So there's that by default. With no other options. Ah, by default. Often means left without options. So it's almost like you didn't want to do it, but it was left over. So, all right, by default, I will maybe. All right, so let's say you have some chores at home and you clean the bathroom, clean the living room, clean the kitchen. But maybe your brother and sister took kitchen and living room. So by default, you were the third one there. You have to clean the bathroom. Hope that helps. That works. That works. Ah, good question, Mega. Buses in this country. Yeah, I could take a bus. The bus station for me is about a five, 10 minute car ride. I could go to the bus station and I could take a bus to many large cities around the country. It's rather expensive, but um, sometimes it's just easy. You don't have to drive your own car. You just have to get picked up at the bus station. But yeah, there are some buses that go from city to city here. Um, Nikita, good question about American names. Yeah, we sometimes just don't care. I don't, yeah, I have, um, my friend has a, my, my son has a friend named TJ. Um, some, yeah, why do American parents give their kids weird names? It's either a bunch of letters like, yeah, TJ. Um, my daughter, we sometimes call her AK because, that's her first name and her middle initial, Ansley. Um, so sometimes it's initials of the first two names. So that's why TJ might be like Thomas John or something. So they'll call him TJ. But yeah, I, I don't think parents in the United States put as much thought into naming their kids. Yeah, they often don't mean anything. It's just like, eh, it sounds nice. Yeah, it's a good point. All right, a couple more. A couple more here. Look at this. Look at this guy, William. I knew I liked this guy, William. Thank you, sir. Says, I, I went to Bob the Canadian, but I prefer learning English with this guy. Thank you, sir. I'm thinking of changing the channel name, too, to like American English with Brent. Because so many people just call me Brent. It started out as a joke, like, who's this guy? Let's just learn English with this guy. This guy. Uh, my friends and I will say that a lot when we don't say a person's name. We say, hey, what's up, guy? What's up, guy? It's so impersonal. But 
I'll, I'll tell that story one time when we were at a party. Well, I'll t- tell it right now. Some guy that we knew was just not even calling us by name. He's like, what's up, guy? What's up, guy? It's like, you know my name. Why aren't you safe? What's up, guy? But I don't know. It's just, so I started this as a joke, but I might change it to American English with this guy. I got to keep the American, but might be, there's a bright light coming in through the, uh, have some, okay, up here. Let's see if I can do it. On the ceiling right there. So on the ceiling is a skylight. It's getting really bright. Skylight. That's what we call it. Some houses have, it's a window up there. So when it snows, when it rains, there's glass up there, but it lets in the sun. It lets in natural light. And we call those skylights. Maybe a term for the house you didn't know. Oh, Zobeda. Um, oh, he's not as friendly as I am. I think it does probably. Zobeda brings up a good point. Uh, he has so many people in his chat that I think it's hard for him to know, you know, every single person. Um, I know he knows Vitaly, you know, some people that show up often. But yeah, it's it's so many people that go by. I I feel bad sometimes for him because he has so... Oh, don't change it. Not even saying don't change it. Um, Azure, welcome. I, I don't use that mouse potato. I've never heard that mouse potato. It might be, um, might be Canadian. Might be Canadian or British, but we don't use that in the United States. Um, <laughs> Michelle says, Brent, Brent, Brent. But Naima says, keep it. Maybe I'll put up a poll. I can do that now. I can put in the community tab. Should I change the name, American English, to with Brent or just keep it? Keep it. A um, couple more questions here. Oh, Nikita. No, some don't. No, we don't have to pardon your ignorance. Um, no, Nikita, I know there are some countries, some cultures that put a lot of thought into children's names. And I can honestly say in the United States, we don't do it as much as other cultures. I'll just say that as other cultures. Um, sometimes there are, you know, deep religious beliefs on why a child is named what they're named. Gonna move over here a little bit. And, you know, sometimes we just, eh, just sounds nice. Uh, from my wife and I, it's often um, we haven't had any students, you know, who gave us uh, problems. That's why we named our children what we did sometimes. We never had an ace that was a real jerk in class, and we never had an Ansley that was a real jerk in class. So teachers talk about that sometimes. All right. Man, I, uh, Azar, Azar. Um, so to speak better, 
Yeah, that's that's a tough thing. Um, and the people in this chat know better than I do about learning how to speak. But what I would say is lots of listening, lots of listening, and lots of reading. And then if you can, find a language partner, maybe on Hello Talk. Ideally, like the best case scenario, you would find a native English speaker who is wanting to learn the language that you speak as a native speaker. Sometimes that's not possible because let's face it, if somebody knows English, native speaker, that's often good enough. They don't need to learn any other languages. But try Hello Talk. Um, I found some great people for my Italian. I found Aroni on there. Um, Wilson is on there, even though he's, he's a Spanish speaker. But when I learn Spanish, we may talk. Um, that's a, it's a good one. And if you can't find a native speaker, maybe you can find someone who wanting to learn English and you can help each other. But it's honestly not as good as a live um, native speaker. We have the problem in this country with, like at my school, we have a Spanish teacher, we have a French teacher, but they are native English speakers. They can't teach it as well as someone who grew up speaking French. You know, that's just the way it goes. But it is tough. I think, uh, I think speaking is the hardest because you often can't do that by yourself. You need another person. Google Translate, I'll say that. I speak into Google Translate quite a bit to try to work on my pronunciation. All right, couple more, and then I should probably get going. I have some chores to do. I do want to make another video too for tomorrow. I see people write this. Hannah, what is going on? I potato you? I don't know. I potato you. The only thing I can think of, um, like the state of Idaho, they produce a lot of potatoes. So sometimes they'll put, I can't even put an emoji in, I don't think. But instead of like this very common, can I find a heart? I just need a heart. Um, they might say, I heart you. I think that means like you need help or something. What? I, I put in the heart and then it jumped to some guy's face. So sometimes they will put in, uh, I heart you, meaning I love you. But the city of New York is known as the Big Apple. So instead of saying, I love you with a heart, sometimes they put, I apple New York. They might say, I apple New York, meaning I love New York. I potato Idaho. They might love Idaho, but I'm not sure what I potato you. I potato you. Uh, must be something I'm too old to know. Just such a boomer. Break a leg, it means good luck. Good luck. What? Cecilia is learning Russian? Nice. <clears throat> now I've gone over my Russian words, right? Kaktila, vodka, vodka. That's it. It's a, oh, erroni. 
Thank you, sir. Grazie mille. So, what does it mean? Is it, is it something we can't say on this channel? I potato you? Idaho, there is a joke. There is a joke, too, about Idaho. Brian just wrote that down. So, uh, Idaho. All right. I won't explain this, but if somebody wants to figure this out, it is it is a little dirty, but Idaho? No. Utaho. Um, vodka. <laughs> Thank you. My Russian accent. I can say five words, maybe. Kaktila. Babushka. Vodka? So if you ever go to your grandmother's house and you're just going there for vodka, you can ask her quickly, how are you, grandmother? Vodka? That sounds right to me. Uh, yeah. Orion 88. So there are a lot of protests. I'm trying to copy and paste, but um, a lot of protests going on in a lot of major American cities. And yeah, it is. It's because uh, George Floyd, right? If you've seen that video, it's tough to watch. A uh, police officer put his knee on this man's neck for, was it nine minutes? And killed him. And everybody was watching on video. And there were three other police officers that could have stopped him and he didn't. So yeah, there's a lot of outrage a lot of anger. And uh, for the last, what, four or five nights, some cities have burned. So it's scary stuff. Where I live, it's very safe. Um, you know, we don't have a big city, so it's not a problem. But in some places, uh, of course, Chicago, New York, Minneapolis, that's the major city in Minnesota. There are two cities that are called the Twin Cities. So if you're watching the news, there's Minneapolis, St. Paul. So they're two different cities, but only a river separates them. So you might hear that Minneapolis, St. Paul. But yeah, it's, it's too much. Yeah, Rafael. Yeah. You could say that, that the police killed... That man, they employed too much strength. Yes. And if you feel that they did it on purpose, you could say that they did it with malice. If you do something with malice, it, and we've talked about mal in this channel before, it equals bad. So if they did it with malice, there was a bad reason behind it, a bad motive. Mary, welcome from Iran. I was about to leave, but Mary just got here. I can't leave now. Can't leave now. Okay, so Nori has, I have not heard of this app. 
but she just wrote it. So English speaking practice, that's an app you can get on your phone. Um, there's one also, I download it, but I haven't used it. Um, it's called Tandem. I think it's spelled like that. It's a lot like Hello Talk, where you find native speakers to speak with. So an app on the phone, that might help. We also, in the description, there is a Facebook group. And I know for this channel, some people have found language partners. Some people in this chat right now, I think have found language partners through that. Someone to speak with. And it's, it's a good community. A lot of very helpful people there. You might want to look into that. Is it Tandem, I think, right? Tandem. Yeah, Brian, I do believe so. Sorry. Sorry, um, Mary, that you had to work. And remember, Americans say sorry for everything. So uh, when we say sorry, it doesn't mean it's Americans. When we say sorry, it doesn't mean it's my fault. It's just, I'm sorry. I feel badly that you had to work. Not that it's my fault. So Americans say sorry for a lot, a lot. Um, no, adios, amigos. I just, I say that to my own students, Rafael. As they're leaving, I often say, adios, amigos. And I don't know why. I don't know why, but it's not because of uh, bald. It's not because of bald. Uh, yes, Rafael. I've heard that. That Americans, you know, we say sorry a lot. We um, often, often do that. I've heard Canadians are even nicer. You know, we're using stereotypes. Of course, there are mean Canadians and mean Americans. But that the Japanese are even nicer when it comes to that, you know, being friendly, I guess we'll say, being friendly. Oh, no way. <laughs> An Idaho, pot Idaho potato is someone who takes really ugly selfies. Okay, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to make a video on that. That's going to go into the next slang video, right? Idaho potato. Idaho. But Idaho, that, that joke, I don't know if it comes from that or not. Um, so, Azar, is the American accent and the Canadian accent uh, the same? They are very, very close. I think if you are an American or you're a Canadian you will hear the difference. A lot of times when a Canadian says out, that's the key. So Americans say, I am going to go out. Canadians say, I'm going to go out. It's a little bit different. The out is the key when you hear that. Or about, about. So, but other than that, we use all the same slang for the most part. Yeah. Really, really close, really close. I, uh, my sister-in-law is Canadian. I love Canada. It's a great country, great country. Love Canada. Uh, Orion88 is wondering, 
Mumbo Jumbo. Mumbo Jumbo. Is it Mumbo? I think it might be Mumbo Jumbo. Uh, let me, I'm going to I don't know what, I'm going to change it to this. Mumbo Jumbo. Okay. So Mumbo Jumbo is just when someone is blabbing, someone is just talking, or they might even be lying. So you might say like, oh, don't give me that mumbo jumbo. No. Tell me what you're really thinking. Mumbo jumbo is just nonsense talk. I'm trying to fight this light here. But the light's coming through. Nori. I, yeah, I don't know. Idaho potato. Are they mouth breathers? I can't say for sure. But mouth breather. That came up yesterday. I think we can blame Rod for that. But it's, it's, a, good, it's a good term probably to, to know. Oh, wow. They bow even on the phone. I don't know. Yeah, I, um, I think there are some people uh, from Japan who come into the chat every so often. Um, I've known a couple people from Japan, um, always super nice. But, of course, we don't want to stereotype too much. You know, just like any group of people, there are some nice people who are Japanese. And I'm sure there are some mean people who are Japanese, just like Americans. Nice people, mean people. Oh, Hannah, what, what is your uh, native language? Hannah. Um, oh, Azar. I hope I say your name correctly. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're here. Orion88 is wondering, what is a jackass? Um, jackass is a donkey. Jackass is a donkey. So that's where that word started. But... Um, you might say uh, mouth breather. Mouth breather and jackass. A mouth breather is definitely a person who is not smart. But a jackass is often like a jerk too. Someone who's a jerk, someone who's not nice. Sometimes just someone who's doing something stupid. Someone who is doing something stupid. Not that they are stupid, but maybe they're being a little reckless. We've mentioned that in here before, reckless. Maybe they're not following the rules. Maybe they're being dangerous. You could call them, eh, don't be a jackass. So it's not really a swear um, because it does come from donkey, but, and it's often not like the worst name to call someone, but don't be a jackass. You might hear that. Ooh, Rafael, Matt versus Japan. I will have to watch him again. I just saw him or heard him in an interview with Ollie Richards about two weeks ago. From what I remember, his accent was pretty neutral. So he might be, do you know what state he's from? If I had to guess, I'd say West Coast, from what I remember, maybe California or Oregon. 
or Washington. But most of the times, Americans can't tell exactly which state the person is from, but they might be able to tell the region. So you're from the Northeast. Unless they have a real strong New York, New Jersey accent, that's often pretty clear, pretty identifiable. You can identify them. But Midwest has its own accent, and that's kind of spread out. So I probably couldn't tell the exact state. Ah, no way, Hannah, Vietnamese. There are quite a few people that attend the chat from Vietnam. Nguyen is sometimes here, but it's very late for you now, isn't it? Middle of the night, early, early morning, I believe. Yeah, Nori, accustomed to? Yes, it means you get used to something. So you might be accustomed to waking up every morning early. It's just because you've done that for so many years or whatever. So accustomed to. Um, maybe with the coronavirus, you've become accustomed to staying in your house. Maybe you don't like it, but you've gotten used to it. Oh, Daniel, thank you, sir. I, I hope they help. Some of my earlier videos are not as good. I think I'm trying to get better each video I make to make it a little bit better. But thank you, Daniel. Watch as many videos as you can. Thank you so much. Uh, a jackass could be a rebel, Michelle. Sometimes a rebel. And sometimes it's stupid, though. But a yeah, jackass can be a lot of different things. A valiant? A valiant and reckless. No, Nori. If someone is valiant, it means they have valor. And valor is something to be respected. Maybe they're very brave. Um, if a person rushes into a burning building to save a child, we could say that was valiant. Like, that's a good thing. Uh, reckless, though, the person who started the fire might have done it recklessly. So valiant is, is quite different. Uh, Azar, if you say pull yourself together... That means you were in a bad state. So maybe someone just received news of a friend's death and they were crying uncontrollably, but they were able to pull their self together. It means they were able to stop crying, you know, maybe speak some words, but pull yourself together means at one time you're in a bad state and now you're better. This is really bright. I do need to get going. Just a couple more questions here. Oh, Adam. Welcome. Welcome. Adam, it could be either. You said, um, 
You could say, um, I apologize to you. I'm sorry, I apologize to you. Or I am apologizing because I did something stupid. So it just depends on the tense you're going for. Both can work. Hannah, shelter, shelter. So shelter is protection. Shelter is protection. So it could be your house. It could be your shelter. Often shelter protects you. Often shelter protects you from weather most of the time. But we do have homeless shelters in the United States, what we call them. So if someone is homeless, there could be a place in their town that is free to stay and they could be protected from if it's really cold outside or just protected from you know, mean people on the street. Shelter is protection though. Uh, Daniel is wondering if I can make a video on studying Italian. The, why can't I copy and paste? I can't copy and paste. Um, the problem with that is that I wouldn't consider myself an expert at that. I've only been studying Italian for one year. And so it's an experiment for me and I'm trying to become fluent. I wanted to do it in one year. And that is not going to happen. So now I'm saying maybe two years, maybe three years, but it's an experiment for myself to learn Italian because I think it will help me teach English better. So I'm not quite there yet. I would not consider myself an expert. This light keeps following me. Maybe if I go back to the original, um, I think it would be better if um, I didn't make that video because I'm not an expert yet. I'm not an expert. The, there are people in this chat that are way better at learning foreign languages than I am. <laughs> no, Aroni, you're saying we hate British English. No, I did make that one video as a joke, but I, I, like, I like British English. I just don't know much about it, saying I'm American. But yeah, we say line here. Instead of standing in a queue, we say we're standing in line. We, um, although online, the term queue has come up in American English, but not physically. Standing in line, we don't queue, we stand in line. Good question. Oh, I missed, missed some things here. I'd say, I'd say leaning is more like Michael Jackson. I don't, I don't know what that means, but he wasn't talking to me. He was talking to Nori. So, all right, Ryan 88, Hannah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hope that helped. Uh, I play a little bit of chess. Chess. I play a little bit of chess. There's no T at the end. 
But not not great. I'm not great. Chess. Hamoud is here. How are you? No. Raphael. I'll pronounce those two. Okay. Very slow for some reason. Oh, I did it twice. Um, letter. So like the letter A and ladder. The ladder. So when we say ladder, it often is either the former. Now this is this is kind of formal speech. But if somebody says, would you like milk or orange juice? And you say, I would like the former. That means you want the first one. You want orange juice. Do you want orange juice or milk? I'll take the latter. And that means the milk. But that's really, really formal. I know Rafael likes the formal. But we don't say that in everyday speech. Latter, former. No. Hannah, good question. Good question. Um, and this is pretty specific. So uh, I don't know if you'll ever need to know the terms radish and turnip. What am I reading? I'm reading Pinocchio right now in Italian. And there are just some terms I don't really need to know. Um, but it's interesting. But radish is small. So radish and turnip are about the same color. They're purplish, reddish. Radishes are smaller. Yeah, radishes are smaller. Turnips are larger, so they're not the same. But a turnip might be more, is it purplish? Purplish, reddish? Notice how I said ish at the end. I've mentioned that before. So if you want to meet somebody at about noon, you can say noonish. Or if a turnip is kind of red, you could say reddish or purplish or yellowish. It means I don't quite know the color, but it's close ish. Out of touch, Orion 88, Orion. Out of touch means for some reason they're disconnected, disconnected. So a lot of celebrities could be out of touch with reality. Maybe they're just so rich, they don't realize that, you know, some people have to work every day for a living. They might be out of touch. Some older people might be out of touch with how young people think because it's been so long since they've been young. Out of touch means disconnected, not connected. Oh, Ibrahim, you see ladder quite a bit. Now, if you're reading older, older books, they often say ladder, the ladder. Or some of the educational books that I read, they will use ladder. 
when there are two options. But uh, in speech, we don't say ladder much. Maybe it's British, Ibrahim. Maybe it's British. Whoa, Naima, what does it say? So I reminded you that before the quarantine, you took a, an exam to assess elementary level. Uh, the word chest didn't pop into your mind. But you got the, you got the higher level instead. So you went to, for the elementary level, but you got the intermediate level. Nice. It's the same thing, Ibrahim. So the ladder you climb, the different spellings, you spelled it correctly. So the ladder you climb and the ladder, the second of two choices, same pronunciation. Yes. Yes. Oh, accounting books. Okay. High level stuff. Hannah. It's true. Sweet potato and yam. They're the same. They are the same. A sweet potato is a yam. And a yam, sometimes they're called yams, sweet potatoes. But sometimes yam can be squashed too. But if somebody asked me, do you want some yams? I would think sweet potatoes. Yes. Orion, yes, I have heard that word, Gadar. It's um, definitely slang. And if, you know, if, if somebody just, un, like maybe this person who is gay hasn't come out, but another person just has the feeling that they are gay, that would be Gadar. And it was used on the office. But be careful when you say gaydar, it could, could trigger some people, depending on who you talk to. Uh, it, yeah, Orion, I mean, again, it depends on who you talk to, gaydar. It's not always bad, though, no. Um, oh, no, Cyrillic language, I'm sorry. Um, starts with a V, though, I know in English. It's not Vladimir. Is it Vladimir? I don't think so. I'm sorry. But are pretty and quite the same. And they can be, yes. So you could say it's pretty hot out or it's quite hot out. Yes, they mo both mean the same. Of course, pretty can mean something else, but yeah. Zabeda, how do I say bro? So I would say it bro, but I could say, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Or some people would say, what's up, brah? What's up, brah? That's another way to say bro. So what's up, brah? More kind of California surfer, brah. What's up, brah? You could do that. Lucian, Lucian, what is going on from Romania, right? 
I don't know what that means, Faye. Sorry, Lucian. I don't know what that is. The only Faye I know is an actress named Tina Faye, but I don't, I don't know what that means. What's up, brah? Michelle, what's up, brah? Uh, yeah, so Daniel, if you say, um, Well, I know if, if, if you say, um, hit me up, hit me up, it means uh, give me a call, give me a text, somehow get in touch with me. So you could say like, oh, hit me up this weekend and we'll go out for dinner, something like that. Hit me up. Vierschlaf. Man, this is, uh, this is fun, but my brain is starting to fog over. Like, whoa, lots of questions. So I'll take a couple more and I probably have to go. Um, Ibrahim says, bro or dude. I don't say bro that much. Uh, in fact, yeah, bro can, like, man, it's hard to explain, but sometimes bro, like if you say bros, bros, there was another question there. Um, but if you say bros, like the bros, um, that could be a bad thing. Like they're guys that are all full of themselves. And you could say, oh, don't be a bro. Don't be a bro. It's kind of hard to explain, but just... Um, yeah. So what's the difference between goal... Aim and target. Okay. So goal and target could be the same thing. It's something you're working towards. So maybe your goal or your target would be to become fluent in English within a year. That could be. Uh, but you could say that's your aim as well. My aim is to become fluent in English. My goal is to become fluent in English. But for target, you might have a time period. So um, my target time for becoming fluent in English is one year. It's my target. So they're pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. Something you're working towards. Oh, match made in heaven? That means it's a perfect combination of two things. Match made in heaven. It works out perfectly. Good question. All right. Yeah, Orion 88, see ya. See, I say that all the time, see ya. So maybe you have to go. You have to go. Uh, maybe he's telling me see ya. I have to go too, pretty soon. Um, yeah, Daniel. What's fluency? That's a great question. I don't think anybody can answer that um, exactly. Sure, a lot of people have different ideas for this. I've said this before um, in English. You know, I've been speaking it for 40 years. I've been teaching it for 20 years. But if I had to have a conversation in English with somebody who studies rockets, 
and space travel, I probably wouldn't be fluent in that conversation. So I think fluency can change depending on, you know, um, Hannah was asking a lot about vegetables. So if you are studying to be working with a farmer in the United States, you might study a lot of vocabulary that deals with farms. So when you're talking with a farmer, you might be fluent speaking with them. But if you're talking about someone in law enforcement and they use a lot of terms, you might not be fluent there. So I think fluency is a really tough um, topic to define. I do. I think it's tough. Oh, Mary, you're welcome. You're welcome. Beerschloff, it's probably time to wrap it up. There's still people seem to be joining though. There's 28 people here. I, I feel bad about, oh, the astronauts are live. Oh, I knew they were going Oh, this afternoon. Nice. I might have to catch it on replay. I might catch it on replay. Thank you though, Cecilia. Oh, so beta. Come on. Sorry you had a bad day. But the good news, I think where you live, southern Iran, right? Then I, I messed up before, I think. Um, the day is almost over. So hopefully tomorrow will be a better day. Naima, you are welcome. <laughs> Puppy love. Real quick one here. Puppy love? is, I think I mentioned this in a, in a video too. Um, thank you, Rod. Thank you. Puppy love, it's often when young people, teenagers, are madly in love. You might call that puppy love. Innocent, should be innocent. You know, hopefully they won't be getting married anytime soon. Puppy love. Daniel, shout out from Brazil. Bom dia. Bom dia. Rod, how's that? Bom dia. All right. All I know in Portuguese is bom dia and obrigado. I think that's it. I think that's it. <clears throat> All right. I think, Shref, you definitely, before I go, you should probably not call anybody ghetto. Ghetto, it just means um, like they're trashy trashy they're not a good person yeah ghetto it's not a good thing that's for sure all right you guys uh thank you wow we went over an hour and a half thank you whoa um i want to put the accent right almadi are you from almadi Krispy some of these questions I can answer very quickly. Krispy Kreme or Dunkin' Donuts? Wow. Well, our Krispy Kreme closed. We had a Krispy Kreme here, Michelle, and it lasted about a year, but then it closed because um, Dunkin' Donuts is so popular. Sergey, Sergey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you a lot. All right, yeah, let's call it a day, Ibrahim. Let's call it a day. Oh, yeah, my brain is, uh, my brain is, ah. Maria, how are you from Hello Talk? Almaty, Almaty, very nice, very nice. Beautiful country. 
All right. No, I don't know how to ask for a discount in Portuguese. I need to learn though, don't I? I need to learn. So I'm sorry that um, it seems like some people are just arriving. I'm sorry. Um, we've been going for an hour and a half, but I will try to do this again tomorrow about the same time. I try to go once a day. During quarantine, I went every day. There are lots of other live streams if you would like. Pretty much the same thing. People ask questions. I try to answer them as best I can. So thank you so much. Oh, boa tarde. Boa tarde. I'm learning a little bit of Portuguese, but just a little bit. Uh, thank you. Oh, Aroni is still here. I didn't know you were still here. Jamie's still here. All right. Oh, Bangladesh. I do know Bangladesh. It is one of the most um, packed countries. It's population in the world. In English, we call it population density. How close people live together. How closely they live together. Yes, Bangladesh. Um, rainy season. Lots of flooding. Lots of people. Um, thank you guys so much. Thank you for watching from Bangladesh. Thank you so much. We'll call it a day, but maybe I'll see you tomorrow. Subscribe, ring that bell so you never miss a session. You get the notification for when I go live. But thank you all so much. Hope you learned a little something. And um, yeah, I need to say um, adios, amigos. Adios, amigos. See ya. Hello. How is everybody? So had a little bit of excitement. That's why I think I'm a couple seconds late. But so if you were on the Facebook group, I did a quick little live video about 15 minutes ago because for the last month or so, I had been trying to catch a groundhog. And I put a little post in the community section of this channel. And you can see the groundhog is in the cage, but I wanted to get him to the woods safely. And he will no longer dig holes in my yard. And so we'll be very happy. But <clears throat> I, I put a video for when I caught a possum and some backyard vocabulary, backyard animal vocabulary. So you can check that out if you want. Just this. How's that? All right. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. And we, yes, I do. I use um, an iPhone 11 Pro Max for this mobile. I used to, and I noticed in Bob the Canadian's chat yesterday, you are very aware of resolution for videos. So I used to, at one time, I live streamed on my MacBook Pro, but the camera resolution isn't as good. But when I hit a thousand subscribers, YouTube says it's okay to go mobile live. So that's how I can do it. Let's see who is here. Mina. Hello, last straw, right off the bat, question. Let's do this one right here. Last straw, Amina. So, 
maybe you are trying to get someone, you know, parents use last straw a lot with their children. And maybe they had been not cleaning their room. Let's use that. So they're not cleaning their room. And the parent has asked many times. So as a final warning, they might say, okay, that's the last straw. I'm taking your phone. Or a couple, maybe, usually the boyfriend, right? Maybe the boyfriend hasn't been as nice. Maybe, maybe he had not been returning his girlfriend's calls. And maybe he cheated on her. She could say, that's the last straw. I'm breaking up with you. Um, you might also hear, what is it, the straw? The straw that broke the camel's back. You might hear that as well. So two idioms with straw, meaning that was your last chance. You messed up. We can't fix it. It's over. Naima, welcome, Rod. We is here, of course. Uriel, hello. Saw many of you at the short video I did about weather terms. I'll give you another weather term that you might not know, and that is breezy. Right now, it's very breezy out. So that's another way to say windy. But when you say breezy, it's always a good thing. There is a good connotation with breezy. It's welcomed. You like that breeze. Windy could go either way. Maybe if it's windy, it's knocking things over, blowing your trash cans down the street. Breezy, always nice. Michelle. How are you? Virslav is here. Welcome. Ibrahim, welcome. Cecilia is here. Cecilia, I wanted to make that quick live Facebook video. I knew how nervous you were about that possum being in the cage. I, I don't want to have an animal in a cage for too long either. So when I caught him in the cage, and Jamie and I were watching, we're like, oh, he's going in. Immediately, right then, I took some blankets, put a blanket over the cage so he wouldn't be as nervous, put him in the back of the SUV, we call it. It's, a, it's bigger than a car, an SUV. And I took him to the woods, nice woods. I've made some vlogs from those woods. So he'll be very happy. He'll be very happy. Uh, William is here. What is going on? Daniel, what's popping? Not much. What's popping with you? What's popping? Daniel used a bit of slang that we sometimes say. Somebody my age, maybe not as much, but somebody younger. Eh, what's popping? What's going on? Um, Poland is in the house. Luxa. Luxa. I hope I'm saying your name right, correctly. Welcome. William's here. Wilson is here. What is going on, Wilson? Miho, how are you? Must be very late, though. Very late. 
Miho, welcome. Vitaly made it in today. Nicely done. Hope you're not working too hard. Ah. And if I miss a question, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to skip it. Please ask it again. And if this is your first time here, hit that subscribe button. I try to go live for a class almost every day and you just ask questions and I answer them. MacBook Pro, we says, is expensive, but my school gave it to me so I didn't have to pay for it. In my state of Maine, all students who are in the 7th and 8th grade, so they're 13 and 14, they get MacBooks to use while they're in school. All right, so Rod is asking about two idioms, cutting edge, cutting edge. We often use cutting edge for technology when it's like the newest thing out there. So my iPhone 11 Pro Max was cutting edge a while ago but I think I, uh, Apple has released a new iPhone, so maybe not so cutting edge anymore. But the rocket that went up yesterday, what are they calling it Dragon and Endeavor? That's cutting edge. That's mixing uh, private business with government agency. That's cutting edge. And to rewire your brain, Maybe you've been studying English, or <coughs> excuse me, anything, but maybe you've been studying English one way for a long time and you don't think it has been working. So you may need to rewire your brain. Try some different strategies to help you learn quicker, to help you learn better. But rewire brain always has something to do with learning in a different way. Sanction, we. Yeah, so governments will often sanction countries. So my country, the United States, is known for sanctioning other countries. Let's use China as an example, um, because I do think the US has sanctions against China. I think China has sanctions against the US. But often it means not giving money or preventing the country from getting money. Um, let's use Iran. I don't know if Mary is here, and I'm sorry that the U.S. has sanctions against Iran. But Iran produces a lot of oil, and the U.S. buys a lot of oil. So one thing that the U.S. might do to create a sanction is prevent Iran from selling their oil. So it hurts them money-wise. It hurts them economically. It hurts them financially. A couple big words for money, economically and financially. Uh, Nicholas, I saw your question. Uh, I, I think you asked that question about Alabama, right? Riots in Alabama. I have not heard of any problems 
in Alabama. And not to get too much. Oh, Nicholas. And I'm from Maine. I'm from Maine. And Jamie is from Alabama. This hat is the state flag of Alabama. But I'm not in Alabama right now, just in case anybody was wondering. But Alabama has a history of racial violence, long history, racial violence. And from what I have heard on the news, there hasn't been any violence in Alabama yet. So far, so good. We say that a lot. So far, so good. Things could change. So far, it's been pretty good. So far, so good. Dennis is here. How are you, Dennis? Mega, how are you? Uh, and Mega, I believe, asked earlier about when my students give me trouble in the classroom, when my students give me trouble. Some teachers will send the student out of the room and they may have to go to the principal's office, my boss's office, and he will take care of them. But I definitely will give warnings. Um, call it raise my voice. And sometimes I do have to raise my voice. Some might call it yell. But I try to keep students in the room so they can continue to learn. Um, I don't have too many problems with disrespect. Um, I feel if you treat students with respect, most of the time, you will get it back. <coughs> but um, other teachers handle it differently. Wilson, is it correct to say many more or any more? It depends. So... You can say, I don't think we will have any more days of sunshine. Or, I hope we will have many more days of sunshine. It just depends on what you want to say with many more or any more. But both can be used. It just depends on the sentence. Depends on what you're trying to get across in your speaking <laughs> Vitaly is, uh, we should ask Putin about sanctions. I, I, I don't, I don't want to get too political in here, but I, I think the U.S. might have some sanctions against Russia, and Putin probably has some sanctions against other people. Uh-oh. Cecilia, oh, William. Is, is speaking in um, in Spanish, and I don't want to take too many t too many uh, minutes to bore you with me trying to read it. But it's interesting when I read William's comment here in Spanish. Let 
there are quite a few words there that are similar to what I am learning in Italian. So, uh, pero, pero, in Italian means, it's almost like a but, a but, sometimes so, and blanca might be very similar to white cattle. And Italian is like something that's dear to you. So, I don't know, that might be, Yes, Cecilia, you're welcome. Uh, he's definitely going to be much safer where I brought him. He, there are some roads. We're talking about the groundhog now. And he's been living here for a few years, but he keeps digging holes in our yard. And so, mm, yeah, I won't tell you what my brother-in-law did to his in another place uh, because he, yeah, I won't go into that, but he's going to be much safer where I uh, dropped him off, dropped him off. I could say that dropped him off because there are woods, fields for miles and miles. He is going to have a great life there. And in the last week, I have seen one deer in the road and it's always dangerous when wildlife and cars are nearby but i was driving to get a pizza late right if you saw the video about my son's drive-by birthday it was a late night so i went to get a pizza at domino's i think that is a worldwide company and it's great you can order on your phone with their app there is a table right outside of domino's you let them know you're in the parking lot. They say, all right, we will put the pizza on the table. You go grab the table, uh, grab the pizza from the table. It's beautiful. But I saw a deer that night. And a couple nights ago, my son was riding his bike and saw two deer in the road right by our house. So we have a lot of wildlife. And notice one deer. Two deer. Animal names, plurals in English. It's very strange sometimes. You may know this. One mouse, two mice. One moose, two moose. No rhyme or reason. I've talked about that before. No rhyme or reason. There are no rules. You just have to memorize, I guess. All right, Michelle says, I'm lucky. Not sure why I'm lucky. Maybe the free laptop. Yes. So it's not mine, but I get to use it as long as I'm teaching. And every five years, they give me an upgrade. They give me the newest version. They give me the version that is cutting edge, cutting edge. Sergey, how are you? Welcome. Yeah, Daniel, that's a great question. He says, what do you think the best way to learn phrasal verbs is? Correct way to use prepositions. They're my nightmare. So I do have some videos on this channel for phrasal verbs. I have a whole playlist 
I probably could link that somewhere. And prepositions, I am making videos on prepositions. So of course, I would like you to watch them, but I think the best way to do it, and it's a hard way, and I mentioned in, in the preposition video, lots and lots of listening to native speakers who use those prepositions perfectly, almost every time. And in the video, I talk about these live streams where I think I use the preposition correctly 99.9% .9 of the time. So yeah, I, I understand, Daniel. So I would say lots and lots of listening. If you like a TV series, like The Office, I've been making videos, watch a television series that you like, maybe slow it down. You can always slow it down on Netflix. You can always slow it down on YouTube and just listen to native speakers using those prepositions correctly. Phrasal verbs, there's so many of them and it seems as if they pop up all the time. I try not to use a lot of phrasal verbs, but it's just so much a part of our language. And they, like I mentioned in the blow video for phrasal verbs, you can understand what blow means. The wind is blowing. Yeah, I get it. Okay, blow out your candles. But when you talk about something blowing up, like a building blowing up, there's very little connection between the two. They are a nightmare. I'm sorry. I will make more phrasal verb videos, more preposition videos. That should help. Lots and lots of listening. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, Vitaly is talking about the rocket blasting off. I'm, four, I'm 44 years old. And while I've been on this planet, we have not sent anybody to the moon. But there's talk now that NASA and, uh, is it Tesla? Are trying to send the first women, woman to the moon in the next few years or so. <laughs> so Michelle is uh, thinking about coming to Maine for the free MacBook that uh, teachers are given. Oh, Jamie's here. Hello. Asma, how are you? Naima, how are you? Yeah, Rafael, um, I did. I, I didn't see the rocket launch live, but I watched it on replay later that night. And remember when you see re it means again. So I watched it when it was played again. I watched it on YouTube, but a replay. I didn't watch it live. And Rod has a great question. He says uh, for the new slangs like it's lit. It's lit meaning that's awesome and uh spend it i don't know i don't know that one i know send it though send it send it it means just just do it just send it um for someone like us rod who are over 40 
I would say we don't use them unless we want the teenagers in our life to feel a little cringy, which I do. So I do often use the slang of young people, but only in an ironic way, not a way that is supposed to be taken seriously. So I would stay away from slang, but people like it. Uh, the videos that I make, people watch for slang, so I will make more. But if you're talking about the hierarchy, hierarchy, different levels of things that you should know, I would go prepositions first, then phrasal verbs, then slang. But put slang on the back burner. And we sometimes say that back burner when, when it's not your main priority on the back burner. So if you think of making a meal on the stove and you might have four burners where your pots are on, you might move a pot that's already done to the back burner. So you don't forget about it, but it's not that important right now. So you might move slang to the back burner when you're learning new material. My opinion, my opinion. Nori, what is going on? So Nori is wondering about dispose. What does dispose mean? So um, a great kind of synonym or phrasal verb would be uh, throw away. Okay, so dispose of, or I'm, I'm going to dispose of this trash. That's how you can use it. But, um, I mean, if you break up with a boyfriend, you can say, I disposed of him. So it's not always literally throwing something away, but getting rid of something unwanted. Okay, so disposing, you get rid of something you don't want. What was the next one? Okay, so I hope that helps, Nori. Hope that helps. Man, these are not, this is another. So we is asking about nonetheless. Um, man, it's just like a question I had trouble with yesterday. These little words that are not meaningless, but they're hard to explain on the, off the top of my head. But... Um, Again, you have two things going on at the same time. So let's say you go to a restaurant and you're really hungry, but it's really busy. So you could, and they have a long wait to eat. You could say there was a long wait to eat at the restaurant, but we waited nonetheless, nonetheless. So it just means even though it was difficult, you decided to still do it. So um, we, it was raining today, but we went to the beach nonetheless. 
nonetheless. Still did it. Still did it. That's a tough one. I hope that I hope that helps. Yeah, it's confusing. We. Oh no! So Vitaly is saying that there are sanctions. Putin is putting against the Russians. It doesn't usually happen to your own country. Michelle, thank you. Says if I have trouble with my students, boom, Michelle. Crackdown. Give him a good old crackdown. Crackdown. Uh, and crackdown, it doesn't have to be physical, but maybe Putin. Right? Let's use the United States because there is a lot of violence in the larger cities. So if the government wants to crack down on the violence, they might bring in the military. Crackdown. Nice job. Ah, uh, Ibrahim, just because I saw this question, I'm going to take care of it right now, okay? I got to go back up to the chat. So he asks, if I destroy, <coughs> excuse me, my laptop by accident, by accident, not on purpose. So those are opposites. By accident, I didn't mean it. On purpose, I took a rock and smashed my laptop. That's on purpose. I meant to do it. On accident, I have insurance on my laptop. So if something happens by mistake, I can get it fixed. I think I paid uh, $30. Yeah. I paid $30. So if it breaks, I will get a new one or I will get it fixed. But fingers crossed, knock on wood. I've had my laptop for three years. No problems. Yet. What, Nicholas? One mouse? No, one mouse. Yeah, Vitaly said it, yes. One mouse, two mice. No, e, uh, no S at the end. Strange. Brian, what's going on? I just saw you flash on my screen. Pablo, how are you? Andre from Rio. How are you? I hope everyone is safe. I know Rio is having some trouble with the coronavirus. Hopefully it will pass quickly. Um, so Nori, I'm sorry if I skipped some questions. I didn't do it on purpose. I did it by mistake. If I missed your question, please ask it again. I will answer it. And if you're new here, subscribe. Try to do this almost every day. Yeah, so Nori is asking about fish. Yeah, one fish, two fish. You might hear some people say, mostly little kids, I've caught two fishes. But most people will say fish, two fish, three fish. Yeah, it's, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah, there's like a, yeah, so Nori, there's no rhyme or reason for some of these animal names. Um, one goose, one goose, two geese. And sometimes you hear, if you watch 
Bob, the Canadians live chat. He has geese, Canadian geese in the background. So one goose, two geese. Amina, grammar videos. Yeah, some people love the grammar videos. Some people hate the grammar videos. So what I've been trying to do is do topics like that drive-by birthday. So it'll have a little American culture in it, but then I will sneak in a few grammar notes. All right, William, what is going on? Okay, we say, ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, William says that they, the adjective comes after the noun. <clears throat> and that is the same in Italian. Mo most of the time, most of the time. Uh-oh, there's, there's a problem with the audio. It is breezy out. We says there's a problem with the audio. It's breezy out, so you might hear that. That's why I'm inside. It's beautiful out. Not too hot, just right, but breezy. So I, I worried that if I was outside, even more trouble. Uh, Raphael. So a wry smile and an ironic smile. I almost don't think that they are the same. When I hear a wry smile, it's not as bad as ironic. Um, ironic would mean, Erroni, how are you? Ironic would mean that you are almost making fun. You're not participating in the joke. You're making fun of the joke. Ironic smile. A wry smile might mean you're hiding something, but you're still in on the joke. So I might have it wrong, but that's what I think of when I hear a wry smile. Nothing mean about it, but an ironic smile might be mean, might be mean. I hope that helps. Uh, so Rod is saying everybody's dream is to nail every preposition so, like I said in that prepositions video a couple weeks ago, I think with most prepositions, it won't affect the meaning most of the time. Luckily, if you make the mistake with the preposition, I think it might sound odd to a native speaker, but they probably could still understand what you're trying to say most of the time. Daniel has to go. See you, brah. See you, brah. Peace out. Nice. All right. No. All right. A real quick one. Zabeda asks, is it common to say in stitches? And it's not. People would know that means you're laughing a lot, but I don't think we would say, oh, that movie had me in stitches. Probably not, probably not. At least not where I live. 
All right. Zobeda. She says she's late, but welcome. Welcome. It's all good. Nonetheless, Rod, yes. Even so is a good yes. Nonetheless, even so. So something was going on. Nonetheless, even so, we still did it. Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, trying not to miss any questions. Trying not to miss any questions. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, Raphael, what is grammatically correct? So badly. So badly is the correct way to say it because you're almost always using it as an adverb. So I wanted to go to the beach so badly. You are describing the verb there. It's how you wanted to go so badly. So badly, yes. You will hear a lot of native speakers say so bad, but grammatically correct, so badly. So badly. Oh dear. So Wee's Wee's school is named William McKinley? Not known as one of our better presidents. Poor guy actually was was shot, wasn't he? In office. I think he died in office. Yeah. Not one of our better presidents. Uh, Brian, Brian Lobo, welcome, welcome. So is there any rule to place adverbs such as literally and honestly? Uh, no, you, you have a little bit of flexibility on where you want to place adverbs a lot of the time. So let's um let's use those two literally and honestly. So you could say literally this is the best class I've ever been to. Put in the beginning there. Or you could say um this is the best class I've literally ever been to. You could put it in the middle. This is the best class I've been to literally. So you can place that. You can do the same with honestly. So adverbs, you do have a little flexibility. Now, there are wrong places. Um, this is the literally best class I've ever been to. Can't do it there, but there's no one rule on where to place it. So I guess that's kind of good news and bad news. Sometimes if there is a rule... You can say, oh, good, I'll do that all the time. There isn't a rule. There's only the bad way to place it. Ah, uh, Raphael. Am I having num problems with numbers in Italian? Um, so... I only know under a hundred, really. Um, you know, it's not like with the French where you have to do a lot of adding after 60. 
at least in Italian, it, it makes sense to me, but it was uh, something I just had to memorize, you know, under 10, and I might get a little confused with the 60 and the 70, but I can recognize them. I don't know much about larger numbers, though, but um, the year can be the same as we say in English, 2020, 2020, so not too bad, not too bad. But yeah, yeah, what you're talking about, those larger numbers, pff, no, I, yeah, I would have trouble with that. I haven't studied the larger numbers enough. Yeah. Um, and I, I should almost do a video on numbers. I think I did. I think I might have done, yeah, I have done a video a while back on reading large numbers. I think it was a news article I did. But in that video, I remember saying like, Let's take a big number here. The comma, just really quickly, the comma is often a place where you want to stop. So I just wrote that number, 180,000. So if you take, if you are, if you know where the commas are, it can help you a little. So 1,800,932. So the commas, keep that in mind maybe, but how often are you going to use those big numbers in English? I don't know. Uh, Virslav, great question. These are pretty much all the same. So a video, clip, footage, this could be all the same. Clip is often pretty short though. Footage, often used with the news. Not always, not always. I hope that helps. They're pretty much the same. All right, so um, Lucas from Poland. Welcome again. So the question is about the phrasal verb, pull off. Can I use it when I'm talking, for example, about the people that I met on the internet? No, I don't, I don't think you would use pull off for that. Let's see how you could use pull off. If you had a string on your shirt, you could say, I pulled it off my shirt. If you were studying vocabulary words, you could say, I pulled a few off the list to study more. Um, if you accomplish something, you can say, I, well, there's a lot of meanings, right? You can say, I pulled it off. So maybe there was a difficult bike stunt you were trying and you messed up and you messed up you couldn't do it, then you finally pulled it off. So that would mean you accomplished it. But I can't think of a way you would use it for pulling people off the internet. I don't know. It depends on what you're doing with it, um, with them. Maybe if you had a business, 
and they asked, where did you get your employees? You might say, oh, I pulled them off the internet. Maybe, maybe. If you write the way you would use it, I can tell you if it's right or not. Whoa, Naima. Fishing in your pockets? I might have missed something in the chat, but a lot of, mm, I'm, I probably won't talk about fishing in your pocket. It, no, I won't. Oh yeah, Ibrahim, nitro type. I played that with my students quite often when we had school. I don't know when we will be going back, hopefully in the fall. But yeah, Nitro-type is great. Nitro-type is great. Yeah, Nori, if you do it by necessity, you have to do it. Yes. So I pay my taxes by necessity. Yes, it is necessary. That's where that comes from. It is necessary. Yeah, even if you don't want to do it, by necessity. Ooh, I'm a little far behind in the chat, um, the questions. I'll try to get quicker here. Man, Miho is wondering, uh, any good TV dramas or shows? No, I just, I like The Office. I've watched that a lot. I've made some videos on learning English with The Office. Friends is another great one. And the great thing about The Office is that if you are looking to learn slang, even though that was made 10 years ago or, or more, it's coming back because young people are watching it and they're saying some of those same things, like that's what she said. So I recommend, I don't watch a lot of dramas to be honest. Excuse me. Ah, Sergey. The mattress is doing fine. I'm glad you're here today. I know people are busy. Sergey, welcome back. Uh, what's the Oh. I think he's talking about that thing right there. What's that thing? That is um it's rather old now, but there is like, mm, how do I do it right there? Somewhere above the television, there's a little stereo. So that is a speaker. That's a speaker for the television. Like when we watch movies or, or TV, it's a good question. But the mattress is doing very well. Thank you for asking. Uh-oh. Mega says, feel embarrassed. Sorry. Why is that? Uh oh Zaveda. What do we call those people who pretend they agree with everybody's opinion just because they want to look nice? Ah, ooh. I won't, I won't say it. But if it's like a boss or something, you could call them that. You call them that. Um, 
Sometimes we call them two-faced. Like if they say one thing to your face and to look good, but when you leave the room and they talk about you behind your back, you could call them two-faced. They're just trying to look good in front of you. Yeah, that could be it. Um, yeah, I think that's good. Oh, audio audio's fine, thanks. Sorry, that's going Beppe. Beppe's here. Welcome, Beppe. I need to pause. Beppe. Not Anno. That means something totally different from Anno. Anno. Um, thank you for the audio feedback. That shows how far I am behind. Lisa, welcome again. And she said her name for me and I forgot. Um, what's the difference between too much and so much? Great question. Great question. I know I'm a little far behind. I will try to speed up. But I can't talk too quickly because some people might not know what I'm saying. So too much. It means like... Troppo, right? That, that's what it is in Italian. It's, it's usually not a good thing. So if you say, I love you so much, that's good. I love you too much, that's not good. Too much of anything is not good. Um, but you could say, I love to eat sugar so much. Sugar is probably not good for you, but, but if you say, I eat too much sugar, then maybe you have a real problem. So even drinking water, even drinking too much water can be bad because you could drown your organs, fill up with water, too much water. Nanthu, how are you? Nanthu, what's the difference? Okay, this is a great question right here. Again, if I missed your question, I'm sorry. Ask it again below and I will answer it. And if you're new here, subscribe. We do this almost every day. This is a great question. And if you are reading the news a lot, you will see these terms come up because of the coronavirus, and these types of places are being hit especially hard. So we could say senior housing, senior, we often just, uh, <coughs> excuse me, senior housing, right? We could say that, senior housing, um, nursing home, there's no difference. There's no difference. Just... 10 years ago, nursing home was the preferred term, but now it implies that people are sick there and they're not always sick. So you might hear senior living, senior housing, um, and another one. Some big words here. 
long-term care facility. All three of those are the same. It is where older people often choose to live. So I know in Italy, other places, they probably don't have homes like this as much as we do. But when someone is older and needs care, many times they will go live in a home like this. And it's often like a college dorm, college dormitory. There are games, all people are about the same age. So it can be pretty fun for a lot of older people, especially if they've lost a spouse. But great question, can be very confusing. Um, uh, look at Nori. So overly is a good synonym for too much. Overly means too much. It, it's, it's not a good thing. Uh, and, I mean, it depends on how you phrase it, but um, yeah, I am overly excited for my vacation. That's actually a good thing. Uh, so overly can be a good thing sometimes, but it's, it has the same idea as too much, but not always bad, overly. Um, the, the mountain is, mm, so when you say the mountain is overly high, that overly does imply there's a problem. So I don't think we would use that. I don't think we would use it like that. So I'm thinking if there was an airport and they wanted to build an airport, but the mountain was too high, they would have to move the airport, the, the site to build. So I don't think we would use overly. Um, just like we wouldn't say that person is overly tall. We wouldn't say it like that. But I'm overly excited for this trip. Um, I'm overly passionate. My daughter's leaving. See you later. Oh, you didn't want me to say anything? She's going on a bike ride. It's a nice day. But she won't appear on camera. Do you want to come? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Ah, of course, right? I don't, embarrassing, dad. Sorry, sorry to embarrass you. Yeah, and now as I keep talking, embarrassing her more. No, I won't, I won't. All right, see ya, have fun. So overly, my daughter was overly embarrassed. I don't, actually, I don't think she was that embarrassed, but overly. <laughs> Sergey, it says the uh, the audio is only bad when I mention grammar. Okay, I'm sorry. I will try not to mention grammar. But the the whole idea for this class is um, all it's all about you guys, right? It's all about you. So a couple days ago, I, I was talking to Rod after the class. It was really really advanced. We went over some terms and some ideas that were really advanced. And, uh, and Rod wasn't complaining. We were just, we were just talking, but it's totally depends on who's in the chat. So if people are really advanced, the questions that, and the topics that are discussed really advanced if, but, you know, ask them and it's all about, it's, we would call it, um, 
the buzz term for education right now is student generated. Student generated. It's the students who are driving the instruction. And that's, in my opinion, that's the best way. But unfortunately, my students don't know enough in the classroom to drive the instruction. I, I have to do it. I have to be the guy. But here you guys know so much about English, you drive the instruction. It's not about me, it's about you. All right. And I feel like I am not handling my chat well. It seems that uh, I'm a little, little messed up. So I'm gonna go down a little further to try to answer some newer questions, but if I missed your question, please write it again. Uh, and Elena brings up a great, she just said it, but I'll still copy and paste. And that's the great thing about when students ask the questions is because of course it's important to them, but they're also probably asking a question that others have and maybe forgot to ask, or they hadn't studied it in a while. So yeah, it's great. It's great. I, I like it. I like it. Oh, Zubeda, how many? So Zubeda asks, Zubeda asks, how many questions can I ask? Well, that's your one question, Zubeda. Yeah, that was your one question. No, um, ask as many as you want. That's the great thing. Uh, we only have 24 people in the room. So if you're ever in Bob the Canadian's chat, he has 700. So he has to limit it to one. But this chat is so small. Ask away, ask away. Uh, Brian, what does it mean to be outed, outed? When I hear that, the first thing I think of is if somebody is gay and if you out them, let's say a person is gay, they don't want to come out of the closet So that means they want to keep it a secret of their gayness, their homosexuality. So if they want to keep it a secret, they might only tell a couple people, a couple people they trust. And if one of those people tell another person, that is outing them. And at least in United States society, uh, that is a bad, bad thing. So... Most people in the United States feel that if someone is gay, they come out on their own to whoever they, to, to whomever they feel comfortable with. Okay. That, that's what outed, that's what outed sounds like to me. Might mean something else, but. Oh, William is, uh, there's definitely some uh, Italian right there. But it would probably take me so long to read it. What? Elena? What? She's texting and driving? Oh, no. She's in a traffic jam. Oh, she's in a traffic jam. Okay, okay. Uh, yesterday, I was in um, Bob the Canadian's chat. I know uh, Nori was there. And I, I was driving. And I was at a red light. 
and I tried to say something quickly and it was too quick. I left out a subject and I thought I would be understood, but I wasn't. And sometimes it's difficult with writing if, because, you know, tone is not there, the intonation's not there.